Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. 49.2 the uh, lead time well, that's got to be the slowest free for all lead time I've ever seen here and Max Delight's in front someone's going to have to get out and wipe the sleep out from his eyes because he's had it that easy in the first three quarters of a lap his ears are twitching around there pricked. he's having a look for the hairs the hairs are out in full force tonight on that corner so that's the one thing you'll be having a look at and towards the inside you'll get a good look at the three quarter mile sign the tab signs the garage sign and also the big screen He's got all of that time to do anything. Stop and do his shoelaces up. 32.4 the first quarter of the last mile. Now, in second spot is Cruz. Coming out off the pegs was Bulletproof Boy. In fourth spot, Shorty's mate. Kaki Dewey's now got the back of Bulletproof Boy's up within three metres of the leader. Third is Cruz. Kaki Dewey fourth outside Shorty's mate. And Malcolm's Rhythm, a tough task from there. Last of the six down the back. They're quickening now. Max tonight, two metres, Bulletproof Boy. Cruz third inside Kaki Nui and then came on the pegs in fifth spot Shorty's mate from Malcolm's Rhythm. Max Delight, he's had the race. Uh, Runder suit leads Bulletproof Boy who comes off the bit, off the back in 27.6. It's Max Delight from Bulletproof Boy and third Kaki Nui, Malcolm's Rhythm wider, turning for home. Revved up by Elford now. It's Max Delight, two metres Bulletproof Boi, Kaki Nui, then Shorty's mate, but it's Max Delight halfway up the straight in front. Leads from Bulletproof Boy. Shorty's mate's running on well, but Max Delight wins. Max Delight beat Bulletproof Boy. Yeah, he told the story there, and he told it very well. Paul Dolan made me aware of that colourful call by Dan Malecki there the other night in the free-for-all. Max Delight, 225, and of course the stable mate, as you heard there, would have had the job ahead. He ran fourth, Malcolm's Rhythm, at $2.60 given the, the pace of the race, and Darren Clayton's with us. Good morning, Darren. Yeah, good morning, Steve. It, you won't see a, a free-for-all go much slower than that, a 63-3 opening half, and then it really had to be a sprint home. And Max Delight, he controlled it, Chris Alford, and uh, amazingly, that's that horse's first win since he claimed the Victoria Cup back in October when that race was held at Bendigo. So um, good to see him back in form. He's been in a lot of big races since then, of course. He's been in the Inter-Dominion final, the Hunter Cup, the Ballarat Cup, uh, the Newcastle Mile. So he hasn't uh, he hasn't missed any of the big races, so good to see him mm. back in the winner's circle. Was there some suggestion he might back up at Wagga this weekend? Uh, there possibly was. I was just looking at the noms for that race a minute ago, Steve, that uh, it looked a fairly handy set, um, set of fields there. I'll just bring those mm. up as we're speaking. Um, we had... Uh, Max Delight, there he is, yep he's in those nominations it's a, a good looking race um, $30,000 on offer in that Wagga Paces Cup um, Max Delight, I cast no shadow for Jason Grimson going really well um, Make Mine Memphis, Uncle Jay Atomic Red, Rock and Marty Double Encounter uh, Lock Eel, some really nice horses there ready to step out in that race. Mm. Just before our first guest, just on Amazing Dream, I don't know what she beat there in America at the Meadowlands on Sunday, but it's great to see her do that and be interesting to follow her progress now, American Dream, um, Amazing Dream. Amazing Dream, yeah, certainly. And um, it's, it's always good for them to get that first win, especially um, she's gone up there pretty well credentialed. The, the best mare that's ever came or ever uh, come out of Australia now is or New 
Zealand, Sha Tin. But uh, she didn't have that big a profile when she went up there. She did a lot of that once she got up there. Um, Amazing Dreams gone up there with a lot more um, credentials under her belt when she's got there. So uh, it'll just be interesting where they line up. I think there was a race called The Matchmaker that was possibly being targeted for her. That's a Mare series. Uh, of course, Sharkin was the winner of that race a few years back. So um, perhaps plotting a similar path, but... Um, going up there and, and doing the job. Todd McCarthy with a good drive to win first up. Yeah, just to let our listeners know, of course, she had an awkward gait, but she ended up finding the top after three or 400 metres, and that was, I suppose, the end of the section, wasn't it? Yeah, it certainly was. That uh, I'm, I'm sure she'll take good benefit from that too and just um, transitioning to the way that uh, they race up there. I did note in the in the race fields too, she's now racing on Lassics up there, so of course they're allowed, um, they have different rules than they do down here, so um, she's been medicated for that to race on that. Yeah, the anti-bleeding product of course, it's prominent in thoroughbred racing as well. Gemma Hewitt's our first guest. Yeah, just wanted to get Gemma on this morning, Steve. Um, she's got a couple of nice ones stepping out today. And uh, in particular, one at the trials, a horse by the name of Cashed Up, who went really well last season. So um, we'll have a chat. Gemma, good morning. Good morning, Darren. How are you? Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, first thing, Cashed Up. He's back at the trials today. His last start uh, group winner down in New South Wales. Your dad, Bernie, took the drive on that occasion in that uh, New South Wales Challenge race. How long a break did you did you have him, and uh, how far off do you think you'll you'll be before starting him? Yeah, so he stayed down in Bathurst after his last start, and he smelled at my dad's property in Bathurst, and um, he had exactly 12 weeks off. So I was really happy; he was able to get in a nice break. I decided to bypass the chariots in order to give him the three-month spell, and then um, yeah, I got him transported up up to Queensland in January. So. Um, yeah, he's had a nice preparation and nothing's been rushed and he'll have his first trial today. I'd like to give him at least two trials because, um, you know, just the grade that he's going to come back at now, he's going to have to be pretty much on his game straight away. So, um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to this prep. He, he's grown a lot and matured a lot, so, yeah. Yeah, and... Of course, last year we, we got to see him um, do so well in the in the inaugural Rising Sun. He got into that race and uh, finished fifth in that race. Amazing. We were just talking about um, Amazing Dream there and Amazing Dream was the winner of that Rising Sun. Your guy cashed up. He was only three metres away and maybe a little bit closer with better luck. Is that the target this year to, try to, to get back into the race again this year? Yeah, that's his aim, Darren. As I said, I decided to bypass the chariots and just focus um, on the Rising Sun again this year. And with the announcement of the new race um, for the Queensland trained horses, um, the I think it's the Queensland Sun, so he'll be aiming at that race first and then obviously trying to get a spot in the Rising Sun again this year. And he's got, he's got a, uh, a little half-brother by the name of Cash Tin. We haven't seen him since before the... Uh, um, the flooding at Albion Park. He'd had a few trials and educations. Where is he at at the moment? Yeah, I just decided to tip him back out. Um, he's out in the paddock. Um, he just thought it was making a few mistakes at the trials and I just felt that his maturity probably wasn't there yet. So, yeah, I've sent him out for a bit of a spell and um, I'll probably look to bring him back in in the winter months. Nice. 
Um, she's certainly been a great mare for you, Laughing Lily, that uh, cashed up, cashed in, and cash us back. They're all out of that same mare. Have you got another foal after cashed in out of her? I don't. I had a bit of bad luck after that. Um, she was in foal to Lazarus, and she slipped the foal with about two months to go, and then um, I had her in foal to Sweet Lou last year, and unfortunately she had twins, so she slipped both of them as well. So the last couple of years have been a bit disappointing, but... I've moved to the Queensland now and I just thought a change of scenery might help. Um, the Bathurst winters are pretty harsh down there, um, especially she's getting on in her age a bit. So I've moved her up here and put her on some treatment. She's had a deep bearings place and um, she's back in fold of Sweet Lou now. So fingers crossed it all goes well this year. Yeah, certainly. Would. Sweet Lou doing a great job and you've got one of his progeny with a mommy and, uh, and that all-important bread makes a big difference. Um, you've got a, a two-year-old stepping out today. It's a it's a pretty wide open two-year-old there, and it's having its first start for you. A horse by the name of Kabang again, another sweet Lou uh, horse. What can we sort of expect from him today? First up, um, I've been hampered with some pretty bad barriers today, Darren. Um, both my two-year-old and my three-year-old both through ten, so. Um, you know, I'm aiming him for the APG Bullion Heats next Tuesday. So today, you know, I'm not expecting a lot. He's, as I said, he's drawn barrier 10. And the aim today is just to get him around and um, make sure he does everything right. You know, there's no room for error with these heats next week. So, you know, I think we'll just look to settle early and, and do things right. And I know he's got a nice sprint on him at the end. So hopefully he can get tracked into the race. But, you know, um, his main aim is next week at this point. Okay, and then Amami, one race later, you said, as you mentioned, no luck with barriers, a, a barrier 10 for him. He hasn't had much luck in his couple of runs back. He gate five at Redcliffe first up. That was a really impressive win. And then last week back at Albion Park, gate seven, probably um, lost no admirers from that run either. That was a, a pretty good effort sent forward to sit outside I Am Sparta. Yeah, I wasn't overly disappointed in him last week. I think he's still getting his race fitness about him. Um, Redcliffe was a really impressive run, but it was quite an easier field. So, um, as I said, he's, those two runs are both off the OD, and today's off the OD, but he's drawn barrier 10. So, um, same thing, you know, I know he's got a wicked sprint on him at the end, so if he can get tracked into the race, um, or, he, you know, he's going good enough to make his own luck. But, again, you know, he's aiming at the APG heats next week. So, um yeah, we'll just have the nice run today and hopefully it'll top him off for next week. So he'll be in those APG heats as well next week? Yeah, so both my boys can go in them. Um, they'll both purchased in Sydney but because they're trained in Queensland. So, um, yeah, Kabang will be in the two-year-old series and Amami in the three-year-old. Okay, lovely. And just before I let you go, I'll ask, uh, just got one more question about a horse that uh, is a that Steve is a, a fan of, Rock Fisherman. Whereabouts is he? <laughs> yeah, he done a nice job last prep up here. He, um, I sent him back to Bathurst to the owner's place and he had a spell. And um, he'll go back to my father's place, Bernie Hewitt's, and he'll work him back up. I think he'd like to give him a few runs at Menangle and then I think we'll see him back up here again for the Winter Carnival. So, yeah, he headed back down south for a break. Lovely. Well, it's all shaping up well and you'll probably get to see... That dad and your brother Doug, if uh, if we get to see Rip up here in the Constellations Carnival. Yeah, I think so. He's um he looks like a pretty nice horse. You know, he had a really bad injury as an early two-year-old, and 
uh, it was unlikely that he could ever race again, that horse, but um, his talent is enormous. So, um, yeah, I'm really glad for the owners and for Doug and for Dad and, and everyone that that horse made it back to the races. And it was a massive job to get him there. And I think he's definitely good enough to come up here and have a go at the derby and, and even hopefully the rising sun this year as well. Fingers crossed that everything goes well for him. Thanks for your time this morning, Gemma, and good luck today with both Kabang Amami and Cashed Up back at the trials. Thanks, Darren. Gemma Hewitt, Steve, she's building up a nice little team. Only doesn't have a great number of horses in work up here in Queensland, but uh, she's got some nice owners behind her as well as her own horses and doing a great job. I'm just thinking with uh, Leap to Fame, he'd have to be close to a start, wouldn't he, Darren, over the coming weeks? For Grand yeah, Picks? I'm not sure. He could possibly be one lining up in that APG series that Jeff's mentioned next week. I'm yeah. not entirely sure well, on that's how That's what those Grant said work. a couple of weeks ago. He was looking at that. Yes, the APG. Yeah, well, that could be the case. I noticed the, the stable mate, Tim's a trooper. He is down to trial today. So um, they might just be going in fresh with Leap to Fame and, and trialling Tim's a trooper. Yeah, yeah, I just went back to my text messages. Yeah, Grant definitely said we'll be back APG in April. Uh, Trent Dawson's with us. Yeah, we'll get Trent on this morning. He's building a nice little team. And Trent, good morning. We uh, we got to see one of your star mares, talent uh, to spare. Uh, very impressive winning there on Friday at Albion Park. Thanks, guys. Uh, glad you had me on. Um, yeah, no, it was good to have her back. Got to have been a long time. I think it was nearly eight or nine months since she stepped out. Um, yeah, we sort of gave her three months off there last year and um, sort of brought her back slowly. But, no, it was, she was she's much heavier than what she was as a three-year-old. Um, she sort of put on a bit of weight and a bit of condition, but it was good to step out on, on Friday there and, um, yeah, blow a few cobwebs out for her. I think there's a lot of improvement left in her, but, like, it was, it was good to see her come out and, um, you know, put that fit away, which was just nice and promising. Yeah, she certainly did put them away and um, didn't have any luxury from gate six. But once you got to the front, you were really able to control the speed. And uh, she got home very nicely in, in 56 flat, 28.2 and 27.7. Where do you sort of look w with her in the immediate future, Trent? And, and what are the longer-term plans? The four-year-old mare, it, it's tough to find races that really suit them. And, and where do you think you can line her up? Uh, I mean, well, we've got to sort of race back into a bit of fitness now, and that, you know, we'll, we'll just worry about that over the next month. Um, there's, there's enough man's features races sort of coming up over the carnival and, and different styles of races that, you know, without having to be too brave and say you're going to take on all comers, you know, but it's like those options are there if you really want them. But, I mean, she's got to, she's got to step up to, to the open mares first, and then she's got to, you know, Yet, 
but um, she goes quite well. I, I there, she's a little bit chalk and cheese to Talent and Spare. Talent and Spare was always quiet at home and sort of became a bit of a beast when she got to the races, just in even her mannerisms and that, you know. Whereas this really probably been a bit more difficult than what Talent and Spare was at home, but um, it, like she stepped out in a couple of educations and she's been to the track a few times and she's just been a delight when she's been there. So. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to expect, whether we'll get more out of her or, or less out of her by getting to the races. But I, I do expect that she's um, she's not a bad little horse. So, um, you know, we'll just, we'll just see where that takes us. Yeah, well, but, uh, you're certainly building it, your team along here. You sort of went from, you know, a, a few horses, and all of a sudden in the last couple of weeks, you, your stable seems to exploded. How many have you got in work? And there's certainly some nice ones amongst them. Yeah, well, we've got... 17 in work, you know, like we've had we've got six two-year-olds this year and um, you know, we've sort of been working on them for the last you know, it's probably a nearly 12-month job now you start working on them um, you know, so I, I think I think it's probably I couldn't say I've got a talent to stand there just yet but there's a six, bunch of six two-year-olds, I think they all go okay, so you know, we've got a bit of fun there and the, old, the older ones, they're uh, you know, they've kind of stepped up a little bit too, you know, and like love your work and that. So they're, um, you know, hopefully we, hopefully we can do something over the next few months and um, kick them on a bit. Yeah, certainly. Well, you, you've got the right horses there, it seems to be. Just having a quick look today to some of the drives. You've got a few drives there today. Um, first race, that there's a two-year-old open race, the Grog Mother. Drawn awkwardly inside the second line, but that looks an open race. What do you sort of expect there for a trainer, John Bazzario? Oh, she went really good last start at Rexford. She was she was a bit green and probably a bit a bit untractable. Um, she probably realistically she probably should have won that that night um, in the first up run. She only just got beat, but I I probably think she should have won. Um, you know, I, I put it down to I think she got got a little bit lost going to Rexford for the first time, first time under the light. So. Um, you know, she she sort of trialled a lot different. Uh, she didn't show the green characteristics she showed that night when she trialled before that. So hopefully she gets back to Albion Park in the daytime and she um, yeah just just drives like like a dream again. So that'll be nice. Uh, race five, you got Charlevoix for your sister Melissa Gillies. Uh, drawn awkwardly. Any concerns over the distance as well? Yeah, probably. Probably concerned with all of the above with that um, distance draw. You know, he's sort of he, he's probably going to need a he's going to need a lift. I mean, I can say he needs luck, but he needs a lift too. So um, yeah, I, we're going to need some kind of divine intervention with that one or something. <laughs> uh, okay, across the race eight, you've got Magical Maya. Um, this this filly, she was a, a really impressive um, first up from a spell back in January. She had a couple more runs. They were tough races and wide draws. We haven't seen her since before the, the flooding at Albion Park. What what can we expect today with her? Well, her last start was probably the only start I was disappointed with her. Um, I thought all her other runs, even though you know she wasn't she wasn't winning those two or three other runs, uh, I thought they were really good against really good horses. You know, like they all the horses she raced all had done. You know, racing Group One basically since it. So um, it was she was racing, she was racing well apart from her last start. But she has, she was a little bit off that day, so we give her a bit of a freshen up, and um, we don't have a trial going into it. But I expect she'll go really well, actually. I, I, I'm 
I've always really liked her and um, we've gone slowly with her, but it's probably, it's probably now it's time to really try to put the foot down and, and see what we're made of a little bit. Good stuff. And race nine, he's got cheese and kisses for Shane Fraser. Drawn awkwardly out in gate 10 and fresh up. Um, she's got a good closing sprint when saved up this mare, and that's a race that looks to generate some good front-end speed. Yeah, I mean, she'll probably need to run. I mean, the draw's probably not as big as a concern for her. Um, she probably gets back more often than not anyway in her races, so I'm not that worried, but she's... Um, yeah, she's probably she's probably going to need to run. I would assume. I haven't spoken to Shane, but um, you know, she she's the kind of man that she'll seem to. She, if she gets a sniff, she'll find a way to get there. Hopefully. Okay, and the last race, and what is a what is a very big day for you with trialers and uh, all the way there down to the last, which is uh, race ten. You've got Mystery Road again, another drive for John Bezerio. Good last start winner when uh, sitting parked over the 2100. Might need to have to recreate that same effort again today. Yeah, he'll probably have to roll his sleeves up, but I think he's I think he's probably used to it a bit. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know whether the yeah barrier for it. I don't know if he's noted to be fast out. So I, I would imagine if we could find the best, it's probably about um, as much as we could hope for, you know. So, but um, yeah, he's he's a nice nice honest horse, so. I don't think the race is over, Carl. I think he's probably in there with a good shot. So, of all those I just mentioned, what, what would be your best there for the punters today, do you think, Trent? Oh, I think the two-year-old in the first is um, is definitely with a bit of even luck. I think I think she should go very close, uh, but probably one of the worst draws. So, um, but yeah, we'll just we'll just have to see where that goes. But yeah, you know, her and. Fair enough. I do like Magical Mayor, but it's, it's, always a, it's always a step up when you sort of come to the old ones too. So, um, yeah, they're probably my best too, but... Okay, really appreciate your time this morning, Trent. Um, doing a great job with the team and, and all the best going ahead and looking forward to Talent of Spare stepping out next time. Yeah, thanks, Aaron. Cheers. There's Trent Dawson, Steve. He's listed the Grog Mother. Yeah. Race three, horse number eight, currently $3.70 with the tab as his best drive today. How many did the Grog Father win? The Grog Father is actually trialling today, Steve, at Albion Park. Uh, he is in, uh, let me just have a quick look. I think he's in trial three. Uh, no, he's in trial one. He's in the same trial as cashed up. He's bought, drawn Barry and I. Trent's also driving mm. that. So the Grog Father, he's a... Um, He's a Group 1 winner in his own right. So uh, we'll get to uh, the Grog Father, yeah. So mm. I don't think he's won a Group 1 yet. He's been in a couple, but uh, okay. yet to step up. But, well, um, Racetrack, yeah. Ralphie's not far away from joining us. I just want to give you one of your favourite clubs a bit of a plug because it's going to be a very big day, isn't it? Marburg on Sunday. I reckon it'll be one of their biggest crowds of the year for Easter Sunday. They've got lots of activities and things happening for kids as well. Yeah, they certainly do. This is their, this is their pinnacle event of the year. It's the the Oakwood Capital Gold Strike Series. They had four heats uh, held for this uh, Sunday week ago. So um, it's it's based on the old Rock Lee um, Pot of Gold Series. So all the standing start series, all horses start off a, off a front line mark in the heats. And then when we get to the finals, they're then handicapped according to their rating. So um, we'll have horses off the front 10, 20, uh, but maximum back mark of 30. So... Uh, it's over the 2,200 metres, and 
Um, if anyone's never been to Marburg, I really, um, really suggest getting out there and supporting them. You won't get up any closer to a horse in a race than you get to do at Marburg, especially at that 2,200 metre standing start point. You can be standing at the fence while and literally reach out and touch the horses as they get going. So um, it's a great track. They do great things out there and uh, they've got a big day planned this Sunday. They've got dodging cars. They've got face painting. They've got all sorts of things for the kids. And then, of course, all the... Fashions on, on the field too, I hear. Yeah, yeah. So mm. um, that'd be something you'd be up your alley, Steve. I yeah, think I'm actually a... thinking of going. So you might see yeah. me there. Yeah, um, no. It's definitely worth the trip yeah, out there. I might go. Dan, um, race truck Ralphie's with us. Ralphie, we need a winner today. There's 10 races to choose from. Where can you steer us to? Yeah, good morning, uh, Darren. Look, I think with today we've got to be very patient. We're going to wait till the end of the program. And we're going to look at uh, race 10, number three, Copperfield. Now, he was first up uh, since January when he produced an excellent effort behind the Harvey Bay at his last start. And uh, he did fire in a protest after being forced up, up the track. That was subsequently dismissed. His sectional that day was superb, and uh, he should be further improved off that effort. His rivals today, there's a few queries about them because they have drawn off the track, so that's going to suit him as well. So I think Adam Sanderson can wave the magic wand over Copperfield, and let's hope for some uh, magic and illusion for the day. I think you've hit every pun possible there, uh, Ralphie. So race 10, horse number three, Copperfield. Hopefully it is no illusion. Yep, that's right. Uh, if you're having a good day by then, yeah, you can certainly uh, go home with a bag full. Very good. So best for race track, Ralphie, today. Race 10, horse number three, Copperfield. And we'll take the tip. Hopefully we're in front by the end of the day, Ralphie. I'm sure you will be with him. No problems. Thanks for that. We'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks, Dash. Racetrack Ralphie joining us on Mobile Rolling, and we can't let you go without finding out what you like today. Yeah, there's a couple there I like today, Steve. In race seven, horse number three, she reacts. I think she finds the right type of race just to settle handy to the speed there. Good gate speed or can do it tough either way. So uh, I thought she was a good bet there in race seven. Currently uh, $4.50. $4. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that was about where I marked her. So, And I think the other one came up in race number nine. It's horse number six, so much more. This guy, no luck whatsoever last week. When he went to pull out and make his run, locked wheels with the favourite, put the favourite out of play and also put himself out of play in the process. Looks plenty of frontline pressure in this race, so um, that should certainly go in his favour. And I think we've already seen a, a bit of a price movement. He was five dollars early this morning when I t- spoke to the breakfast show guys. He's now into three dollars eighty. You have the power. Well, you can have the power, but they still want to get <laughs> over the line, don't they? Yeah. So, Ray, but you do all the work, Darren. You know that's why you get results. You watch all the replays and all that sort of stuff. It's just essential. A lot of work goes into doing form. Race nine, number six, so much more. Three dollars eighty. So seven, three, and nine, six.
That's it, and um, yeah, a couple of trials. It's, there's plenty happening this week, Steve, and uh, full three full trials as well today. Like I mentioned, Tim's a trooper stepping out, and and just give a quick shout out to Lane Dwyer. He's having his first trial drive. He's finally turned the age. You won't meet a kid who's more hanging out to get out onto the big track and drive with these guys. He's won the Mini Trot Inner Dominion, the Mini Trot Miracle Mile. He's done it all. And um, Graham and Martin Dwyer's son Lane, he has his first trial drive today as he heads towards uh, gaining his licence. Lovely. Thanks, Darren. Cheers, Darren Clayton.